welcome to the Be Your Own Health Hero podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martinez. This show is for everyone who wants to better navigate their health and wellness journey. You'll get tips, resources, advice, and maybe a funny story or two. So put on your capes and hold on to your hats because we're going to talk about it. Welcome back, party people. Today's episode is all about mindset. We've discussed getting your butt in gear and starting or restarting a fitness routine, but how do you get your brain in gear to get off the couch and get moving? It ain't easy. Today's guest is just the super health hero we need to get us there. She's an IFBB pro, a transformational specialist, and holistic lifestyle coach. She's also an educator, media personality, entrepreneur, and a mom. And she's cute too, y'all. I don't know how she does it. Founder of the Fitter Woman Inc. and the Cis Star Network, my guest is an elite professional women's physique competitor in the IFBB Pro League. She's found a creative way to share her journey to the pro stage while balancing career and life by developing an elite mindset. Her journey has not been without challenges, but she believes with an elite mindset, one can accomplish anything. She's coached and helped to transform the minds of corporate professionals, entrepreneurs, secondary school age, and college age students. Today, She's here to share some of her tips with us. She's bigger, she's fitter, she's stronger, and she's amazing. Miss Orlandina Ballins. Welcome! How are you, ma'am? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm living the dream. Can't get any better. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, that's quite an intro. I'm like, I love this intro. I need to walk around with you in my back pocket. <laughs> like the got band. Jack- from, uh, yeah. like, you know, I'm going to get your suck again, man. Yeah, got my little intro, just my jacket floating behind me. My little cape. <laughs> Listen, you got to put on that hero cape because you know, yeah. you know hero. I love it. I love that. I, I love, love that. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Um, and even though I gave the audience, you know, a, a little bit of your bio, I'd love for you to tell them in your own words who you are and how you got here on your health journey. So I tell, I usually say the fitter woman is a woman who has lived. Mm, Mother has lived. Um, I have my, you know, my fitness journey was not one of weight loss, okay. but of self-discovery. Mm. Um, it started when I went through my divorce. And what I thought my life was going to be totally got upended. And it's not what I envisioned, right? You know, you get married, you get married forever. Mm -hmm. So what I found was um, my marriage, though it was, it was nice. I didn't know who I was. And as I discovered the things that I wanted and the the life that I wanted to lead and my partner, my my ex-husband didn't want those same things. And I had to come to the decision of if I continue with this, I'm going to allow somebody else to make a decision for me. Mm. And I'd rather make a decision for myself. And I, I tried, I tried to stay and, you know, just say, okay, this is not what he wants. You know, maybe I can stick with it. And then I just, I wasn't living my truth. As they say, I know it sounds so cliche. We hear that so much, but it's when true. you're not living your truth, you're not yeah. living your, what, what you want your reality to be. You're not living your purpose either. You're not living in your purpose. Mm -hmm. So there was one moment where I had, I was sleeping and I, and this calm voice woke me up and it said, it's finished. And it was, it's finished. Mm. 
Ooh, that's deep. And it's deep. When you hear that, yeah. and I'm reminded of this old French song my parents used to play. It's called C'est Fini. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Charles Aznavour. But it it's when you hear that C'est Fini, it, it was very painful oh, yeah. to hear that. I went down to my basement and I got down on my knees on the floor and I cried like a baby. So when you, it, it, it completely tore me apart. That's not what I want. I'm like, come on, God, you, you brought me here mm-hmm. and you did what? Like, mm-hmm. this is what you want. It's mm-hmm. finished. Mm-hmm. And it was finished. And I had to go through that. I had to live with that. But, um, and not to be dismissive of it, because divorce is a very painful thing. When, when they say it's a death, it is a death. Mm-hmm. It's a death of what you thought. It's a death of you. It's a death of you as a couple. As a family um, too, sometimes. As a family. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm not a mom. I'm not a mom. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 no, it's okay. I'm an auntie. I'm okay. a mother of many, you know, I'm a mother figure. Right. You know, um, because I have so many students that I've taught along the way, but I see myself as a mom. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, it doesn't, you know, people are like, Are you a mom? I'm like, no, I Listen, wish not yet, you, you know. You teach middle school math. You are the greatest on earth. <laughs> I I am intimidated yeah. by the because we the same size and they would challenge me every day. So no. Okay, but that's that's the age. That's the thing. When you teach that age group, you, you're going to be challenged and you have to be comfortable with being challenged. You know? Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I look at them. I'm like, did you just roll your eyes at me? Like. Not my ministry. Thank you very much. And that's what I said. I'm like, and, and it's not, it's not everyone's ministry. That right. age group is not everybody's ministry. And you have to know that about yourself. Yeah. There's a patience that comes with that age group that you need to have. And if you don't have it, it's it's not going to work. Well, there's a patience that has to come with everything that you do. Because like I said, you are a fitness pro. Ladies and gentlemen, she is a bodybuilding pro. She has stood on stage with Miss yes. Olympias. She yes. is the real deal. Now, yes. that must be an incredible level of focus. And that's something that yes. we always hear about mindset when it comes to fitness and health, well-being and all that fun stuff. But I, some days I know in my experience, I'm full of pep and ready to go. And other yeah. days I'm just like, why God? So <laughs> please, I contemplate my bad decisions that drag me out of bed at a hundred o'clock in the morning. So please explain your motivation and the conversations you have with yourself to get up and do this every day. And then we're going to get into what your day looks like, but what are, what are the conversations? What are the mindset mantras, motivations that you do for yourself to get up and do what you do? So it it really, again, stemming from divorce and moving forward, mm-hmm. it was always, what's next? Mm. God, what do you want of me? Why am I here? What is this purpose? Mm-hmm. So the discipline that it takes to be a professional athlete, to be a professional physique athlete, is not something that comes in overnight. And, and yeah. as you said, it's not, like you said, there are days where I'm just like, yeah, let's do this. And other days, especially as I'm getting closer and closer to prep, my body's hurting. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm on de- a caloric deficit. Oh. Your brain, you're going through brain fog. And then I'm teaching, Ooh. you know, so you have to, you, you can't let that fall. Right. So it, it, it really comes down to, I remember when I got my pro card, I didn't understand what it meant. My coach that I had at the time, he was the one that said, let's go for your pro card. I was like, okay, <laughs> I, Okay, whatever that means, because I, I never even knew about this sport, mm-hmm. at least not for women. I, I heard about it for men, and I remember seeing a woman lift, 
and I saw her muscles and I'm like, oh my God, she looks amazing, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I knew I wanted to train. I knew I wanted to have muscles. Um, I trained with my dad when I came out of college. My ex-husband was an exercise physiology major. So I trained with him. Mm-hmm. And as I, as I went through my divorce and I turned to the gym, cause it got to a point I was like, am I going to just sit home and just like cry all day? Like I, I can't continue to do this. Yeah. So I got to the gym. I hired a personal trainer. What's up, Caesar? I uh, hired a personal trainer at that time. And then as we started to train, um, I began to get stronger physically, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, if I could do 10 pull-ups and I could do 10 push-ups, and what else can I do? Mm-hmm. I became stronger physically. I became stronger mentally. I became stronger spiritually. So this mindset was not something that came overnight. This mindset was always, why am I here? Why am I doing this? your why. Mm -hmm. And I think once you've established your why, there is the beginning. That is the seed of mindset. Mm. Because on those days, that, that right there is why. And I think that goes for any area in your life, right? Anything. Why am I a teacher? Why am I in the classroom? Why am I an athlete? Because I wasn't an athlete as a kid. Mm -hmm. I was all books. I'm Haitian. (laughs) I'm Haitian. That's it. Church and home. That's it. That's it. That's sports. What's that? So I mean, like, I, so you can come home and you got scrapes and injuries. My mom was not about that. Girl, hello. You exactly. know, the girl, they were just like, what do you mean? You need to be sitting in dresses and looking pretty and waiting for the husband we give you. Exactly. That's, that's what that was. Yeah. And you're going to scuff up your knee and you're going to have marks all over yourself. My mom's going to look like you went to war. You know, right. that was. Listen, so, I was a tomboy. They used to throw holy water at me because I would climb trees. Yeah, I've been running and, and ripping and running since I was in junior high. So they see? were always running after me. Like, like I actually, when I got into track in high school and I started lifting, I had like 10 pound weights that I would carry around the house and, you know, do all kinds of stuff because I ran wild. So my coach used to always make me use small hand weights for my form. Ooh. And then I started to develop. I had to develop my upper body because my legs were good, but my upper body was weak. And my mother one day walked around and said, if I wanted a boy, I would have asked God for one because my mother has three daughters. She was like, put them weights down, you know, and that's the misconception that a lot of the old school generation has about exercise and the women, the female physique. So I'm sure that there are some old school Haitians that look at you and go, oh my God, you have too much, but you look amazing. And it's definitely one of those things that I wanted to talk about your your, your workout, your day. Cause I'm yes. curious as to what you do because I'm not afraid of a weight. I'm not afraid of muscles. I love it. But I mean, for the, for the people out there that don't know, they think that, you know, all you do is eat chicken and, and salad and you live <laughs> and breathe air. So what? So just like my, I was very, very blessed. My dad was into bodybuilding when he was a kid. So when he saw where I was heading, he was like, he was super proud. My parents were very much, um, uh, they weren't your typical Haitian parents. Certain things they did, other things they didn't. They believed in healthy eating. Like the way that they prepped their food was, you know, my mom was like, you know, no artificial colors, no, you know, certain oils. So I grew up in that, being active in that regards. Mm -hmm. But yes, being a, a, a bodybuilder, that's not common in the Haitian culture. You know, you have to be, have a certain thing, but when it comes to training, um, one of the things I would always recommend, especially if it's your first time and you don't have any knowledge, 
hire a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. Do your research. Not everybody's good. Do your research. Find somebody that you can relate to. Find someone that you can speak to because that's how mine started. I started with my dad and then he was like, why don't you just hire a personal trainer? And I, I was, yeah, he was like, okay, go hire a personal trainer. Right. I've, I've yeah. reached the limit of where I can take you. Exactly. Yeah. Go hire a personal trainer. And so when I got married, my ex-husband took over and because he was so knowledgeable, I learned how to lift from him. But once we were no longer, I continued with that. Get a professional. Mm -hmm. because then at that point, you know, people are like, oh, but the money, I'm like, the, you spend money on gas, you spend money on clothes, you spend money on all, all kinds of things, uh -huh. but to spend money on you, that's a problem. Right. I don't understand that. That leads to the point of the selfish, self-care versus selfishness and the guilt yes. that we feel, particularly as women, which is yes. a whole other topic and episode that I do yes. want to get into, but yes. it's a lot of the time people do not give themselves the grace of what they would give money to or give time to for others, they don't give to themselves. They don't give to themselves. Right. So in, you're investing in you. We'll invest in the stock market. We invest in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. We invest in our education as we should. Why? Because we know the rate of return with yeah. the rate on our invest. We know what it will be, but the same thing applies to you. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I've been committed to and continue to commit to is having a personal trainer. And now I work with a coach who's an Olympian because I want to be coached by the best. Yes. My coach is, has competed on the Olympia stage. So if I want to be the best, I have to be around the best yes. and be coached by the best. Yes. And so that person also understands the mindset that comes with it. So on those days where I'm tired, mm -hmm. where I'm just like, I don't want to do another set. I don't want to do another rep. This person is in my ear going, I thought you said you wanted to compete. Mm -hmm. My and and I happen to my coach is Haitian, so oh. all I hear is met from Sue. Right. That <laughs> literally met from Sue, right. woman up, right? You know? Or it, yeah, it, as Americans would say, put your big girl panties on. Put your big girl <laughs> panties on. This is what you. This is what you signed up for. This is what we're doing. So, and you need to hear that because he sees my potential. He knows what I can do. Yes. So, I would say, along with that mindset, is surrounding yourself with good. You are what you consume, right? Mm -hmm. You are what you eat. Mm -hmm. So if I am consuming in, in terms of auditory, if I'm consuming negative, negative words, mm -hmm. negative thoughts, negative things, I'm, that's what I'm going to be. That's right. what I'm going to manifest. Yeah. So being an athlete, I would say definitely hire a personal trainer. And once you know what you're doing, then go ahead and do your thing. But in the beginning, get a personal trainer, invest in you. You're worth it. There's only one you, right? There's, you know, there's gold you'll find you'll find gold you'll find diamonds you'll find emeralds you'll find sapphires but you there's, there's no other you once you're here and you're gone there will be no repeat right so invest in yourself in your it's health very it's very interesting um you know they always say iron sharpens iron and and for fitness things people tend to diy everything i definitely know that from looking at all of the youtube videos and the 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 things that the charlatans that are trying to feed people, yeah. hey, in 15 days, you can look like me. That's oh, a please. lie. So a lot of oh. people will not take the time to put pour into themselves and find the right things. I mean, yeah. and listen, you can always start on your own. That's fine. A couch to yeah. 5K app, that's cool. That's no problem. I'm not saying it's wrong, but always know and understand when you should make the switch to letting a professional yeah. at least guide you. 
because Agreed. nobody says that you're going to be a millionaire and have this kind of money forever and ever. Amen. To be able to always have a trainer or a coach, but train with someone for a good amount of time so that you know Correct. what you're doing. Correct. You know, and, and, I, and you're that, right. That being with other people that that makes sense. Like in in training for triathlon, I would swim by myself, but I always had this nagging feeling. If what if I'm not as good as my teammates? And I'd always have to find a way to meet up with them at least once a week just to see, okay, where am I in the scheme of things? And always going out with people who have done this before, who are old at the game, that are really steeped into it because they are going to be the ones that are going to push me. That's now, right. granted, in the ocean, they're going to save me, but still. <laughs> <laughs> and that has happened. I can't save you because I'm, I'm, like, I'm a sink like a rock. <laughs> Shout out to my girl, Super Dion, <laughs> saved me at Kobe one time. But Ooh. yeah, 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 it was nasty. It was mucky. I was out there and I was tired and the elites were out swimming. And like, we were in a smaller, shallower part, but I came late, of course, because I'm me. <laughs> and back and forth. I and by the yeah. time I was finished, I was <laughs> like, um, you mind taking me in with you? Because I'm, I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to make it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, It's okay, wow. though, because yeah. I learned. And she was, she didn't pull me in. She coached me in. That's right. She was like, you can do this because on the day of the race, you're going to be out in this water and the person on the kayak is not going to drop themselves off the boat to come drive, drag you out. Mm. So let's go, mm. you know, and, and I made it. <laughs> I learned my lesson. But yes, always, you always got to put yourself in put that yourself. community. That's Find right. that community. That's that elite mindset. Mm. If you want to be a millionaire, you got to hang around with millionaires. Right. So if I you want to be an elite, yeah. because you can't be the, as they say, you can't be the smartest person in the room. If you're the smartest person in the room, the smartest person in your circle, you need another circle. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. We apply that to business. We apply that as entrepreneurs. We apply that, but that applies to your health as well. Yeah. So, you know, on YouTube, you can find all kinds of resources, but it's all kinds of resources Yeah. and it's for the general public. Mm -hmm. It's not for you and yeah. everybody everybody and i'm separating those words yeah. everybody is different amen you know what will apply to one person is not gonna apply to you and that's the beauty of having an, a coach or beauty of, of having your own personal trainer people do it with business coaching you have your mm -hmm. own personal business coach because they understand your business mm -hmm. so if you have a trainer or a coach or whatever they're going to understand what you need you're not going to get that on YouTube. YouTube, you get the general idea. But yeah. even those people are like, hey, if you want to work with me. Right. Here's an outlet. <laughs> Reach me here. Hit me Reach up. Reach me here. Slide Hit in me my up. DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Slide up in the DM. That's right. right. <laughs> so, so you have yeah. an amazing mantra called reclaim your time and your waistline. Please expand on that for the folks out there. This is really applicable. I, I mainly say it to women, but I, I'm sure it, it, I'm sure it applies to men. When, as women, as you said it before earlier, was we give our time to everything mm -hmm. and everyone else. Right. And we pencil, our, we don't even pen, we pencil ourselves at the bottom of our to-do list, right? Yeah. We give time to the family, we give time to the kids, we give time to the business, whatever it is to our, our, or, or our boss. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to us, I'll get to it when I have time. Mm -hmm. So when you begin to reclaim your time, your clock is not something that's going to be running. It's running away from you. You can reclaim it. It's like wrangling it in. Wrangle your time. 
Look at your calendar. Look at your clock. How are you spending your time? Mm -hmm. How much time are you spending on social media scrolling, looking at this one, looking at that one? Every morning. <laughs> you, you know? And, and one of the things that I've done, because I post in the morning, I say, I cannot do that. First thing I do, I don't even touch my phone. I pray, I meditate, I set my intention for the day. I am reclaiming my time. I'm telling God, I'm telling the universe. I know people are like, you telling God what? I'm telling the universe exactly how my day is going to go. So you have to reclaim your time. And once you begin to reclaim your time, the stressors go down because now you're, you're setting your intention yeah. because stress, that's what causes us not to eat the way that we do. We're rushing around. You're picking up everything, right? You're not sitting down to make breakfast. You make breakfast for the kids. You don't make breakfast for you. Right. You grab up whatever you can. Everything is grab and go, grab and go. And the society encourages that grab and go on the go, grab and go. We are so a what happens hustle nation. Yeah. We are a hustle nation. Mm -hmm. I stop. I have to make breakfast in the morning. I make my coffee, I, you know, I, and I intentional about that because I want to reclaim my time. My time becomes my own. And now you begin to reclaim your waistline. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you're not doing all this grab and go. And now that waistline starts to come down mm -hmm. because you're putting yourself first. You have to put yourself even before your kids. Oxygen mask theory. Amen. Yep. People say that all the time. And for some inherent reason, particularly we women of color feel bad about doing we have been shamed into, well, you're horrible if you don't take care of your husband for, oh my goodness, you're horrible if you don't take care of your kids. These are your kids. Listen, I spent 36 hours of labor at nine and a half weeks carrying mm. that big headed monster. Mm. I'm going to make sure that I'm alive to be able to show him how he should live. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Isn't that the whole point? It's not that we should feed into the guilt, but feed into the logic of, if I can't take care of me, what example am I setting for you? There you have it. If so. you're not teaching your, if you're not uh, applying self-care, how are you teaching your children that? Your boys and your girls. Right. Or showing right? your, your family. Show, you're not showing your family the same thing. Mm -hmm. Listen, if I take care of myself, I can better take care of you. Because yep. you're not going to exist if I'm not here. Right. Right? Absolutely. It, think about the man down. When you were sick, the, what happens to the house? It falls apart. Exactly. And that's you with a cold. Right. They can, mom, 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 you know, mom, but mom. you go to the bathroom and they knock on the door and you're like, come on. I, I always say that people, people, they have that um, saying about filling your cup, right? And always make sure you fill your cup so that you can, you don't draw from an empty cup. You don't give it people, you know, you, you can't help others if you're not fulfilled yourself. I, I liken it to, I have to actually replenish my well. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, if my well is empty, what I'm giving you is the muck from the bottom. Damn, ooh, you I like that, that. If you want I like that, that. Yeah, man, if that's what ooh. you want, I'm going to give it to you, but you're not going to like it. So let me replenish my well. Let me find my moment of sanctuary every day, every week, every time that I need it so that I'm giving you fresh water, not the muck from the bottom. That's right. So I, like I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've heard, you know, you need to replenish your cup. But I've never heard that part where it's just like, if you want, I'll give you the muck from the bottom. What do you want? Right. And so the person has to go, wait, no, I don't want muck. I don't want coffee, coffee rinds. I want right. coffee. Right. So I need my time. I need I, my self-care. For me, it's swimming. Like, my husband has literally handed me my swim bag and get out. Because <laughs> I need that time where... 
I am just concentrating on nothing but breathing and surviving. That's right. It's just one stroke at a time and just keep going. And then there's no, you know, phone ringing, time to do something else. I go and I sit in the sauna afterwards. Like I rejuvenate because I'm a Pisces. Right. Me in the water is one. So I'm just like, you know what? I love my husband because he loves me enough to say, go. You got to go. Because go. he knows. He knows when you're out of balance. I'm Capricorn. I'm an earth sign. I'm grounding. Mm. I have to meditate. When I don't meditate, I feel like my thoughts are everywhere. Meditation I is was, hard. Meditation is very, very important to me. And I think for anybody, whether you're meditating or praying, it can look any way you want. But what it, you know, it doesn't have to be you burning incense, everything, but it could be that whatever it is that it is for you. But meditation is an opportunity for you to still to 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 just still your mind. That's also part of mindset. That mindset. It's not always, you know, go hard, go home, go hard, go home. Sometimes it's I need to sit my behind down someplace. (laughs) I need to sit still. Mm -hmm. I need to reflect upon my day. Be still. Right. They say it in the in the Bible. Be still. Yeah. You have to. Even God had a moment of rest. Oh, yeah. if you're not still, if you're not quiet, what do you where are you going to get your rest from? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to be able to communicate with the spirit, with spirit, with universe, with God? Because that's when that happens. Mm-hmm. We even have cycles. I, I wrote a book called Seasons of Her, A Journey of Womanhood. And I liken the woman's women's journey to the seasons and how each season has its own set of challenges, lessons, right? And there's a time when right now, we know the calendar says it's winter, right? And I believe that as you become more in tune, you you become in in, in tune with the, the calendar seasons as well. But it's not always the case. But in your winter season, that's the time for you to go within. This is your time to be quiet. This is your time to really learn the sound of your heart to communicate with God, because I believe God is within. Listen to your intuition. This is when that spidey sense gets strengthened and sharpened. And then once you're done, once you really are in there and what you need to do has been placed in your heart, your purpose is sound in your heart, then you enter your spring and you begin to work on it. And you begin to do the things you need to do. You have spring frost. It hesitates. You has you have So each season comes with its challenges. Your winter, you can become frozen. That's when depression sets in. Seasonal. So there's a time. Seasonal. There's seasonal app, right? Seasonal disorder. So you have to know what season you're in, what you're supposed to be doing in that season. So when you're meditating, you are being still. It doesn't mean you're completely dormant because even in nature, Mm -hmm. the, the leaves and the branches and the trees may be dormant, but the roots are still alive. Right. There's still energy going on. There's still things going on. So we need that time to sit down and and really reflect upon where am I? What do I need to do? What do I need to change? What do I need to let go of? Oh, that's a a big one. That's a big one because letting go is not easy. No, because you're comfortable. It's your comfort blanket. Oh, yeah. Right? And it it plays across the board to letting go of people. Yes. Letting go of toxic family. Letting go of comfort food. Amen. That's yes. me. Uh, yes. <laughs> winter time, man. That's I mean, comfort food. It's comfort not, food season. Not yeah. Time comfort food. Like, you know, yeah, the holidays are a season of recklessness and all that fun stuff. But like, I am a woman of a certain age and I'm, I'm approaching a point in time in my journey where 
I exercise all day, every day. Like I can exercise all day. That's that. I love that. That's something that I have to do. Right. Mm. But my body is not responding the way that it used to. So I have to actually really tweak my nutrition and how I eat and the things. Yeah. So I've had to learn that I have to put down certain things that I'm just like, but I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I used I, to be able to eat it all the time. Oh my God. Your body I, is saying, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, when my son was younger and I used to, he get, you would get picked up by my, by his uh, dad on every other weekend. So every other Friday, it was Popeye's night. I mean, I used to eat Popeye's so much. It was ridiculous. I haven't eaten in a long time. And then probably three months ago, I was driving somewhere, picked it up. Girl, when I tell you, I Mm -mm. regretted it for the next two days. Yep. And I have touched a piece of Popeye fried chicken. We had it at brunch. My nieces brought it. And it's on the table, and it was that smell of it is a yeah. oh, girl. I want, mm-hmm. I want, like, remember that. I was like, Can I get I didn't touch it? My husband looked at me, he goes, You remember, <laughs> you, better, you better put that down. You, I'm not going through this with you, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I was, Your like, husband was like, Uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> not on my watch, <laughs> not on my watch. You want to yeah. do that? Do that on your own time when I'm not here. You can right. get sick. He literally yeah. wanted to slap my head. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to eat it. But you know, that's what you, you can't let go of the things that comfort you, whatever, yeah. even if they're detrimental. You don't want to yes. let go of, I don't want to let go of my recliner and my couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to stay but, on it all the time. But you know, when you stay on it, it creates a whole host of other issues. It's the snap, crackle, pop when you try to get out. Mm-hmm. When you come, <laughs> now, now everybody's like, you know, I'm 45. I'm going to be 46 next month. And people are, you know, complaining about pain in their bodies. I'm like, I ain't got that. I don't know what you're talking about. But I'm like, I don't claim that. I said, I move uh, my body. I move my body too, but I have pains for different reasons because I've yes. been moving my body for so many years. Correct. My issue is if I don't move, it hurts more. So I'm going to go. be 45 in, in two months. So mm-hmm. I absolutely know that I need to work out to be functional. Correct. And a Correct. lot of people are like, but you're hurting, you're in pain. And I'm like, that's because I have previous injuries. That's different. It's yeah. not because I'm lifting or I'm, you know, and I still lift and squat. I got an MRI scheduled this week, but I still yeah. lift and do You what still I lift and squat, but now you just, but I will tell people, I said, what I used to do, I don't do because I want, I have to be smart. Yeah. I said, you know, I know if I injure something now, it's not going to heal as quickly as it did when I was 20 something years old. And your bones so, are and your bones were younger. So I don't play those games. Right. So believe it or not, as an athlete, people are like, oh, you must lift super heavy. How much do you squat? How much do you bench? I'm like, ah. I don't subscribe to lifting heavy. My coach doesn't subscribe to lifting heavy, uh, at least for me yeah. as an athlete. I Everything is time and attention, time and attention, time and attention. So I can make a five pound plate work. Work. <laughs> I can make a 10 pound plate work. Right. I can make a 45 pound plate work. I don't need to put three and four and 500 pounds on my joints. Your joints are not made for that. I don't subscribe to it. Some people do. If you're a power lifter, you, that's part of your sport. But I believe in longevity. Mm-hmm. I want to be that sassy little old lady in the gym okay. walking around like, you know, no, honey, let me show you. Like, that's right. going to be me. I'm not going to be hobbling across the gym. They'll be me. like, how old are you? Yes, ma'am, I am. <laughs> Exactly. My gray hair is the only thing that will give me away. After that, that little sass, you're going to be like, well, how old is she? Wait, she's immortal. Yes, sir. That's right. Methuselah and me was sisters. We're like this. We're like this. (laughs) Like cross fingers. 
All right. So we talked about the holidays. Some people use the excuse of gatherings to eat poorly and skip workouts. And Mm. I know you're currently in your off season. I saw you with the French toast. And ooh, I said, girl, I had a little bit of that myself. I understand. What are some of your favorite fitness practices when you're not prepping for a show? So one of the things that I do, I off season, even when I'm off season, I do follow a diet that my coach has put me on. And, but what I do is like once or twice a week, I eat whatever I want. I have one meal. I don't do the whole day. So I, I eat normally throughout the week, the way I normally eat. And then on a Saturday evening or Sunday morning, I have one meal where I eat whatever I want. I'm not looking at the calories. I'm not looking at none of that. So when I look at it, I say, I, for me, I eat six times a day, right? If you do the math, six times seven, that's 42 meals a week, wow. right? If I'm being really, really good. Mm-hmm. Usually I get five meals in. So let's just say 30. Mm-hmm. If out of the 30 meals, two of them are whatever the heck I want, what can it do to me? Right. Nothing. Right. Nothing. See, people tend to confuse cheat meal with cheat day. Correct. And, and it's that, not what we, that's, that's what right. happens. And it's not. Like, okay, for regular folks, you try to eat healthy and they'll have that one meal and that throws off their entire, because of the entire guilt. day. Correct. Because the, they say, well, if I ate this, then I'm, I'm, I'm completely off the rails and why not? Right? Why not? Exactly. But if you do that, now you've set your tone, you set yourself off for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So what I would recommend to me, if you're going to do a cheat meal, do it at the end, do it the very last meal of the day for dinner. If you know you, and the thing is like, you got to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. I can have a cheat meal in the morning and be back on track. That's me. Right. But if I can't do that, I know like, especially when I'm in me in, in prep mode and now you're like, you're really depleted and the, the cravings are starting to come up. I don't do my cheat meal first thing in the morning. I do at the end of the day so that I don't have the ability to ruin the rest of the day. Mm. So what so, is that like? What do you eat? Like, like what do you eat in a day? So in a day, like for breakfast, I have oatmeal and eggs. Mm -hmm. And then for the next meal, I'll have brown turkey and rice. Uh, My next meal after that could be fish and and rice, a certain quantity of rice. So like, you know, a cup of rice and then half a cup of rice. Uh, Then I'll have brown beef and sweet potatoes. Mm -hmm. I'll then have like a green and I have greens with each with each meal. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, because I'm not really using it, I have like a, I make myself a chicken breast salad or, you know, some sauteed grilled chicken and, and veggies. Mm-hmm. Now people are like, Oh my God, that sounds boring. Hello again. I'm Haitian. Haitian. I season my food. A piece is a real a piece. Thing, a piece is green a- seasoning, whatever green y'all want to call it. Salad, we garlic. Come on now. People are like, you, how do you eat that? You eat the same thing every day. I'm like, yes, I eat the same thing every day. Well, don't you get bored? I said, do you get bored when you go stop by Dunkin' Donuts and get the same coffee with cream and sugar and that donut? Listen, I call it what it is. I tell it what it is. Because they'll ask me those things. I tell people, listen, I'm never going to lie. I said, I eat the same thing every day because it allows me to meal prep. Right. Right. If you're trying to eat every, you know, all these different types of meals throughout the week, you can't meal prep. Yeah. I want to be able to meal prep. I'm busy just like everybody else. I teach from seven to three, uh, you know, and then I go and train. I don't have time to be sitting here doing all kinds of different meals. Mm-hmm. So I meal prep for the week or for, I'm sorry, well, half the week. And then I cook again for the rest of the week. Cause I don't want my food just sitting around like that. Mm-hmm. But we pretty much, if you look at how you eat, you do eat the same things every day. Right. 
right? God you bless because you, you got discipline for that. <laughs> because I know at the end, what what is my why? Yeah, that's true. What is my why? Because I know if I eat off, I'm not going to feel good. I'm not going to have energy. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I can't do what I want to do. Right. So, you know, my students are always like, oh my God, Miss, you always have so much energy. I'm like, this is what you get when you eat oatmeal and eggs in the morning. Right. You I can, you have fuel. And then at the end of the day, like, I, you, I, this is my temple. Yeah. I got to take care of it. You don't go into church and crap in there, do you? Oh. You don't go to temple and crap in there, do you? <laughs> so why would I, this is the first temple I've ever stepped foot into. Right. My soul stepped into this temple first. Mm-hmm. So why shouldn't I honor it just like I do in church? Why shouldn't I give it the first temples in the Bible? They offered their best, right? right. The best animal, the best fruits, the best grains. Yeah. So should I not do the same for me? Mm, that's a great point. I like that. I really do. Yeah. I I am the, the chief cook and bottle washer in my house. So I tend yes. to find it difficult to cook for me and for everybody else. Where Get the family involved. It's in get the them world. involved. Listen, my house. Get them involved. You should be Haitian. Some fat what I cooked is what everybody's oh, gonna no, eat. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. When I start cooking different, like I started making quinoa and my mm. husband was like, What's the bird seed in the pot? He'll eat it because I make it taste good. <laughs> yes. But you know, it's it's that they're not their why is different. Their why is I'm going to eat this because mom made it or I'm going to eat this because my wife made it because they don't cook, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm going to make what I know I should have and I'm going to eat stuff and my husband will be like, all right, that was great, but I'm going to eat X, Y, and Z also. And so I end up actually cooking two separate types of meals or I'll make enough where I can grab my protein and throw it in a salad. Like I'm good for having a huge salad for dinner because it's fine. Last yeah. night, I feel bad. My husband came down. He had popcorn. I was like, it's after 9.30. I don't eat after a certain hour <laughs> anymore. And he looked at me like, you, you, you're throwing away the offering? I, bro- I burnt popcorn for you. Like, how how dare you? And I was like, I love, love you, though. Baby. I love you, baby, but yeah. uh, no, can't you eat this have, right now. Right. You have to, like, tell yeah. them that. You have to be on, on your straight and narrow to be like, okay, look, I, I thank you so much, but I can't do this and, and it's go to holiday parties with families and they go what's wrong you sick oh my gosh oh my gosh you're not eating when, the five times of rice you made you're not yeah. eating the 18 dishes of pasta we have because yeah because they love that yeah at 10 o'clock at night oh a little rice mac and cheese people hello we eat spaghetti and sausage or salt fish for breakfast for breakfast yes it's, everything is car- a lot everything is carb or starchy vegetable it is not what you're making for dinner it's what you're having with your rice correct <laughs> exactly and i'm like it's not like rice is this horrible thing because i eat rice all the time right but it's how much of it exactly. you know it's how much of it and what you which what are you eating it with yeah. Um, and you know, when you have your family, when your family is supportive, it makes it that much easier because you're doing it together. So the fact, you know, your husband brought you popcorn, you're like, babe, I can't eat this right now. And he's like, okay, you know that you need that. Cause then you can, that's your accountability. That's somebody that's going to support you. Yeah. But I've seen, I've had a client where her husband would just cook things that she should not eat or bring things into the house that she shouldn't have. And I said, well, talk to him. And she, mm-hmm. he, he just, 
had in his mind, this is what he wants in the house. So that could be self-sabotaging. So I'm sure there were issues in the marriage that's beyond my scope. Mm -hmm. So, but you can see how it can impact you. It can affect you. But um, having your family involved, and and it's normal to say, okay, listen, I'm going to cook this for me. I'm going to cook this for you guys, but you don't have to cook something so different. So as you said, an idea would be, okay, I'm going to take a whole chicken, cook it, roast it or whatever the case may be. And then I'm going to take this part of the chicken and you guys can take that part. Right. Right. And then you can make some saute, some vegetables for them, for you. And then they can have some rice, whatever the case may be, but you don't have to cook something completely different. Right. Right. That's what I tend to do is I'll make a common vegetable and a common protein. And then like the rice or whatever, if I feel like I'm not really feeling carbs that day or not doing too many, then y'all can have that. And I'm good with, and I'm good with this dash of vegetables and my salads and all that fun stuff. That's right. So yeah, yeah, making those clear lines and and doing what's best for everybody is something Correct. you have to kind of balance. And when you're going to the family gathering, because I remember when you had to prep over Thanksgiving, because mm. uh, the show was like the week after Thanksgiving. I'm like, why? I don't know. Yeah. But it, you know, you're sitting at this table. Everybody's just you know, eat, doing their Thanksgiving thing. And I had to bring my meals, my food. So. Right. But it's the same yeah. if people are vegans or vegetarians or whatever. Like, I don't, I mean, I guess growing up Haitian is different because, you know, if you decide that you're telling them you're vegetarian or vegan, they're just like, you're not eating pork. My, you're not you're not eating this and got colletto. Look at your collarbones. I can see your yeah. collarbones. Like you know, no, but you're on a diet. Yeah. I my sister in college did a, a moment where she was a vegetarian, and my grandmother was like, "You went to school and joined a cult." I don't understand. Yeah, she's like, "They don't get it." What do you mean yeah. you're not eating not even chicken wings? Like this doesn't make sense. So you have to, to navigate the family dynamic, and and really stick to your guns. Yes. But, it it gets easier because then people go, oh, well, whatever they have to say, but they go, okay, well, she's not eating this, so we'll just make sure. Exactly. Like, I'm allergic and to shrimp. So they make, oh, so you- they make Julia John Joe without shrimp for me. Black rice. Perfect. Uh, for those of you that are not Haitian, black rice usually is made with peas and shrimp, and yes. they will make it without shrimp for me because I'm allergic. So. You're allergic. And your family will eventually, like, people fall into place. They get it. Yeah. They get it. Mm-hmm. So when I'm, when I'm prepping, they're like, oh, you prepping? Yep. Okay. And that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. They're they're great. I do want to talk about something else awesome that you do. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. the fitter woman. You have an event coming up called the Red Stiletto Experience. So please, let's talk about all the things that you do for the people out there, how you coach and transform and all that fun stuff and, and how people can reach you. But I definitely want to talk about the fitter woman and the Red Stiletto Experience. So again, I'm all, the Fitter Woman is all about women, but I'm all about empowering families and children and men and women is fine. But I feel like as women, as we get older, as we get busier, we tend to ignore our sexuality, right? And yes, we tend to ignore our sexuality and we forget how sexy we are, especially those of us who've become moms and it's just like, my body doesn't look the same and we feel some kind of way. We're getting older. Our bodies are changing and we just like kind of run by the mirror. We don't want to look. So, <laughs> right. You're like, I don't want to look at this anymore. Yeah. So the elite red stiletto is experience is all, it's an experience. It's not even an event. It's an experience where it's going to be an opportunity for women to just come together and get back into your sexy, 
there's something about a woman who knows who she is, like in the mind, in the heart, and the body follows. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is um, I invited a choreographer. She's going to come in and you're going to learn some some sexy heels like it's called sexy heel choreography and you're moving and you're dancing and you don't have to be a dancer. We're going to show you how to move. So it's an opportunity for women to really get in touch with their sexy. And uh, I have another uh, instructor coming in to do uh, Brookwine, which oh. is that soca, yeah. soca sexy. Yes. So she's going to show you how to. Oh, bring your flag. Y'all are going to be moving. And we are going to have, we have a lingerie fashion show. We have um, a erotic performance showcase. So we have people performing erotic poetry. I mean, we're going to have a little Red Stiletto Boutique. It's an experience. We have a DJ. It's an evening of having fun. Swag bags, just a good, awesome. good time. That's February 11th, right before Valentine's Day. So you can tap into your sexy and your partner can, you know, then benefit from your sexy, Amen. But they, you know, <laughs> right. Right. They, they, you know, benefit. you have a good yeah. time. And then you, you have a good time home. Exactly. I like it. So it's all about women really coming together. I believe women need to have a space to come together right. and to reconnect and to talk to each other and to support one another because my experience is one experience. Your experience is a different experience. Mm -hmm. So if we come together um, as a collective to support one another, we can share tips, strategies, and just advice. Yeah. And so this is why I do this type of event. And support. And support. We need because it as women. We, we a lot of the times we, you know, especially in the winter, like you said, with the hibernation, a lot of us go into this winter and we're all just like, I, I don't, especially after the pandemic. I work from home, so I don't wear real clothes, putting on undergarments and bras. That's a whole other ball of wax. <laughs> Why do I need to go outside and look a, a certain way? Because Why should I, it's why cold. Should I, do I put makeup on? I mean, why do I have to do this? With that whole it's not, nine degrees the other day, you mm. would have to see my eyes, let alone for me to put on makeup and comb my hair. No. <laughs> so having an experience in an event yeah. where you can come out and, and yes. kind of crack open that winter shell. Yes. And tap, tap into that and know that in the winter, like you said, we all want to go in. Nobody wants to come outside. Look, look, I'm a winter baby. My birthday is January. Right. So it's hard mm -hmm. to go out and celebrate your birthday when it's like brick. I know. I know that my parents are not making me a Miami baby because my birthday is in February. Like why? It's your fault. It's their fault. I to blame my mom all the time. I'm like, I don't even like winter. But She's like, you were born during a blizzard. So was I. Said, I, I. You were born during a blizzard? I was born during a blizzard. They had I don't like winter. For four days because they couldn't dig out cars to take me home. This is just, see, our parents, our Haitian parents are mission. They're Exactly. They're I told her, I said, I should have been born dead like August, July right. is right. when I should have been born. But whatever. <laughs> but I have a summer baby. My son's July. You see? So he serves a purpose. You can have a party in the summer. <laughs> Big but, fat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Poor baby. So I have some fun questions that I'd like yeah. to shoot. Some fire, rapid fire, fun questions. You don't have to really think too hard. Okay. Um, so if you would write a book about yourself, what would be the title about your life? Hmm. Huh. <laughs> wow. 
that's a good one. Stumped. <laughs> yes. Ooh, let me come back. I like that one. Come back. All right. I let me, let me give you a softball, easy one. What is yeah. your go-to favorite food that you can't live without? Burgers. Ooh. Burger and a beer. Oh, nice. A good burger. Oh. And a nice stout. Nice. If it's not the beer, it's a nice, good glass of wine, red wine. Dry. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. What is a go-to jam that gets you moving and grooving? Right now, I'm loving that song by Selena Gomez and I think, not a burner boy, but Calm Down. Like I oh, love, yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. <That's> like, <laughs> yeah. For me, honestly, um, it's not really new, but um. Uh, Bruno Mars, Soul Sonic. They got that. Oh, that baseline. I deserve to be with somebody. I'm gonna edit that out. Yes. How I, <laughs> I apologize because that was a very bad rendition, and I don't like that. But Fly is me. I like that. I like <laughs> that. Incredible baseline, and I am in the shower. I am grooving. Oh, um, all right. I'm with that. Yes. What's this? So book? now yeah. the book title will be. You know what? I am. I had a feeling. I am. I had a feeling that's what it would be. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. If you guys have yeah. ever followed her on social media and we're going to get her social media handles, she has an incredible uh, video clip about what I am means to her and what it stands for. So definitely that makes sense. It is a very, very fitting and apropos title. For yeah. your life story. I think that's, that's my life story. I am. I yep. thank you yep. so much. So please, before we go, tell the people what your upcoming events are, what the social media handles and all that stuff that they can reach you. Give us all your info. So you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, at The Fitter Woman, singular, right? Mm -hmm. At The Fitter Woman. We have an event coming up called The Elite Red Stiletto Experience, and that's going to be February 11th at the Soho in Suffolk. You can get information from that on my link tree. And um, listen, I, as I close everything, be bigger, be fitter, be stronger. Be yeah. bigger in mind, fitter in body, stronger in spirit. And as always, be good to this wonderful temple called you because it's the only one you have. And there you have it, ladies and gents. I'm grateful to you, Orlandina, for putting on your super health hero cape and taking the time to share some of your tips with my audience. I hope you're all able to take away something useful from this chat because I know I did. Well, my friends, the time has come. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening to the Be Your Own Health Hero podcast. Don't forget to tell all your super friends that they can find me on their favorite podcast platform on Instagram as BYO Health Hero, or you can email me at info at beyourownhealthhero.com. Please like, subscribe, and share. I'm your host, Joe Martinez, and until next time, I'm out.